Welcome to the Purposeful Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast. Today's show topic is mommy teacher role. So I'm going to share a little insight on how I balance being a mother and a teacher, along with some self-care tips for moms during COVID-19 as we all balance working from home, or if we are stay-at-home moms, how we're also needing some self-care tips within balancing caring for our children during this time. And you can also take some of these self-care tips in if you are a teacher 365. And lastly, we're gonna share how we can balance those of us who are teachers, be it homeschool, doing COVID-19 or 365, how to keep family first through it all. So today is gonna be a great show, so let's join in. So as usual, we're going to dive right into today's topic with the mommy teacher role. So for the most part, I've worked with youth for about 19 years. So from nonprofit to homeschooling co-ops to youth detention, mostly working with youth in addition to working in radio in the morning. And I love it. I love it. I love it. It's my calling. I ran from it, but I enjoy being an educator. I enjoy working with young people and I enjoy working with families. With that being said, majority of my career within education, I've also been a mom. So my children technically have always had to share me. And that's just being 100 with others because of where I worked and the children and the circumstances for which I was placed was mostly with children or youth who were at risk or at need. So my children knew when they were born, and <laughs> I think about my son, when I was expecting, I was working at a nonprofit, and he probably felt the little hands on the belly from those students who were just excited to meet him. So again, just being born into mom, working with, young people and other children they all they kind of knew it and i'm very grateful for how they adjust and oftentimes relationships and bonds with the students i work with and my children have came about but at the same time and balancing that role as a mom and as a teacher i think sometimes there's not really a transparent look at it where we actually see teachers and moms as humans from not only from a society's point but also even with our supervisors and the school board right now it's COVID-19 and a lot of parents are complaining about the work that they are receiving from the teachers for their children at home but I don't think people are also thinking that many of us are teachers and we too are not only having to deal with the pressures and the requirements and the expectations for from our administrators and the school board but we too are receiving the same packages and have to keep the same uh, the same agenda with our children and expectations so it can be hard and I think because a lot of times we see teachers as these robots I never forget when I first saw my teacher wear blue jeans I thought it was something scandalous but again this is like the late 80s and 90s where teachers were very, you know, kind of button up suits and shirts and skirts that came to the calf muscle and things. <laughs> so around 2000, you know, things got a little lax when I was in like uh, college and stuff. Before a minute, it was very, very structured and very distant. You know, teaching now is a lot more casual and I'm a 
fine arts teacher. I teach visual arts and also I teach theater. But I've worked within the youth with fine arts within again nonprofits. Same thing within usually visual arts and theater and like performing arts. And also from youth detention, also a co-op, the list will go on, but it's pretty much 19 years, like I said. So my children pretty much have shared themselves. And like I said, I've worked with mostly at-risk children. And when I think about that, it takes a lot of love and attention to inspire and motivate and keep children who are at risk on track so oftentimes those of us who work within those teaching roles and profession be it through after school programs or as a full-time teacher or within administration it takes a lot of work beyond our job description and profile so a lot of times that work comes home. A lot of times it's after hours and it's weekends and it's also pulling from your own pocket. Most teachers pull from their own pocket to supply their classrooms and give the things that their students need because the budgets are cut and we know what we need and we're not going to get that oftentimes from the overhead at the top. So we'll go that extra mile, but it's an even deeper mile or a longer mile, I would like to say, when you work with at-risk youth or within certain circumstances. So my children, again, have always shared mommy. And again, they give me that grace and I appreciate that, but the role can sometimes be a little thin. So one of the things that I, I would say I had a wake-up call this particular season because this is my second year within the public school sector as a full-time teacher. I've been a parapro. I worked in a private school as a as a lead teacher, but this is my first time. I'm not new to this. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. But what I am saying is within the public sector in a largely populated school, this is new to me. So I just every morning all of us have duty and I stand in the middle of the hallway as the children uh, load off the bus and I play my music off my Bluetooth Deborah, who is Deborah is loud. That Bluetooth you can hear when you first walk into school and all the children give me a little hug or a high five or they dance or they give me a smile. And it was one morning I was rushing out the door, making sure I had my Bluetooth Deborah and all my stuff and my children my girls, because my girls stay with me full time. If you follow my journey, you'll know the situation within my son. And he so wants to do a podcast with me. We'll see how that goes. But he does not go to the school with me, but my girls do go to the school with me. So, or attend the school with me. I say that a lot better. Long story short, we were rushing out and I was like, come on girls, come on girls. And I was taking all of them, taking my girls to where they needed to be. And then I remember, all right, see y'all later. Like, Bye. You know, I'm y'all, I'm from Georgia, so you're going to hear y'all or two in there. And I didn't give them that hug, but I remembered every little child, every student, every, because I teach fourth through eighth. So for the big kids to the little kids, everyone that came by that wanted a hug and ingratiated me with a hug, got a hug, but I didn't give my babies a hug. And that was my wake up call of like, whoa, you're going to have to slow it down. So. One of the things that I try my best to do, and we'll lead into that in a minute when it comes down to self-care tips and how to balance that role. But just I want us to understand that teachers are human. 
that they too have homework. Those of us who balance motherhood and teaching, a lot of us, especially if you are a new teacher, you have the expectations very heavy on you from the school board and your administration. There are different responsibilities and requirements you have to do and being a mom. So give teachers grace too. I know we oftentimes see it as a parent perspective. And I'm going to tell you this too. Even though I am a teacher, there are times where too, I have to take off the teacher hat and then be a parent and speak up and advocate for my child, just like everybody else, especially in having a child with special needs. So I too have to speak up and say, wait a minute, this is not what this is supposed to be. And speak up when it comes down to those IEP meetings and then fight for my child having the resources that I know that she needs. So just know that we too have to advocate for our children. We too have to uh, schedule and sometimes it's even frowned upon. I've had teachers share with me how their principal like frowned upon them and made them feel guilty for taking all for not an appointment for themselves before an appointment for their children. And there are some people who actually leave the profession because they feel like, you know what? Teaching is not for parents. It's almost for like that little house on the prairie scenario where it's like, you know, there, there is a, a young lady that's not wed and, and she has no children, no responsibilities. And you're all in this little one little hut teaching everybody. But the the reality is, is not that. So I feel like definitely there should be a lot more grace given towards teachers who balance motherhood. And I really want us to think about that. We think that, okay, they're off on spring break. They're off during the summer. They're off on winter break. But if you only knew the work and oftentimes we're working during that time or expected to do extra stuff on the weekends because of the short hours. So just give teachers some break. And that's a little insight uh, a bit within our life within that. So I've always, again, had to share that responsibility, but I try my best to do that balance where and I've I've had that moment when I didn't have that balance where I felt like I was given 100 to the school and the children I served and then my children were getting that percentage that was left over so I had a wake-up call on that and had to kind of reel some things in so let's talk about some self-care tips for moms especially during COVID-19 and those of you all who are balancing motherhood as an educator, 365. Again, this doesn't matter if you are a homeschooler uh, or if you have your, if you are a full-time teacher. This is some these are some helpful tips that you know we all could use. One is have a cutoff, have a cutoff, and um, rest, rest when needed. I know that seems like rest. That's an easy four-letter word, but you definitely need to make sure that you rest. If you're not having the proper hours of sleep. You're going to be uh, aggravated, frustrated, worn out, and it's going to show all within your spirit and in your face. So make sure you take um, some time to rest, have a cutoff, turn the screen off. A lot of us, and I'm guilty of that too, is sleeping with that little, uh, with the phone light or a laptop light, but get you some rest. Also pace yourself, pace yourself. You know that you're going to have responsibilities that you have to do to make sure that your child 
is within the academic standing that you would like for them to be on. We all want our children to excel, but at the same time, you have to pace them and you have to pace you. So right now within COVID-19 and homeschooling, now I don't want to say homeschooling, I don't want to offend anybody, but schooling from home, I would say that I have to pace myself. I have an actual schedule that I follow through and it's no different with the girls being within their public school, but it's very much more relaxed and it's laxed, I would say, so that I too can catch my breath. And I'm not trying to do what I do during the regular school term where I'm like sweating and I'm trying to figure out how can I do this worksheet and still, you know, email this parent. So try your best to pace yourself and also don't compare yourself. A lot of times we do this within our motherhood journey. We compare ourselves to what we see on Pinterest. We compare ourselves to people's people's who reality aren't ours. I posted this on my page today and it simply says this, if you are a parent and you know you're playing two or more roles, you can't compare yourself to somebody who only has one role. You can't. There, there are a lot of times I wanna do videos, I wanna write, I wanna do blah, 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 but I know that my time in doing that is limited within the 24 hours within a day because of my responsibilities. So I can't compare myself as a single parent, as a working parent, as a teaching parent, as a parent who is a teacher to someone else who, and it's no offense to that, but it's someone who maybe has a, you know, a husband, they stand they're, they're, they're a stay at home mom. And I'm sure there are sacrifices with that. Cause I've been in that role too. But it's, it's a different in comparison to where I am right now. So I pace myself and I don't compare myself to someone else on a whole different role that's different than mine. So make sure you, you give yourself some rest. You pace yourself. Don't compare yourself and treat yourself. Find something that you can do to treat yourself. And beyond that chocolate bar, I know that Dove chocolate bar look good. I love them too. It's something about that Dove milk chocolate. They just do something to me. But treat yourself to something that you enjoy. Don't just purchase the book. Like I treated myself. I bought this book. I always wanted, but you're not reading it. So, and sometimes for those of us who balance a lot in order to treat ourselves, we have to schedule in that treat. So you schedule in that treat for yourself, be it something from the aesthetics when it comes to doing your nails and your hair, or be it just, you know, I'm going to treat myself with a bath. That's my thing. I treat myself to a nice bubble bath with all the fixings and that's me that's my time most times the children don't bother me every now and then I hear a little a couple of little footsteps that come in it's like mom can I jump in the tub I even had one just you know like just bam just here we are (laughs) just jumped in the tub but it's usually rare they give me that time so make sure you treat yourself all right so here are some helpful tips for those of you guys who are again who are balancing your role as a mother and as an educator, I want to give you some tips that I had to take in for myself. Have a cutoff. I'm repeating that. Have a cutoff during the weekdays and on the weekends where, you know what? I'm not checking this email. This is the time. This is my hours of operation. And you leave it at that. Unless it's an emergency, leave it at that. Because a lot of times we want to feel like, We want to be superhero and we want to put on our cape as moms. But a lot of times too, as teachers, we want to be the super, the superhero teacher. So what I'm telling you is you can still be a superhero teacher and live your best life and have your moment 
and just excel in the role, but you still want to have to have a cutoff time. Okay. Because you have to take care of yourself so you can take care of your children at home. So have a cutoff time. Also, when it comes down to having that cutoff time, get it all out the way. I noticed when I would do my lesson plans and I'm guilty of doing lesson plans on a Sunday night, but when I did them on a Friday, I had my whole weekend to myself and I didn't have that pressure of thinking, what was I going to do on Monday or for the rest of the week? So try to get it all out of the way. And and I'm guilty of that too. When it comes down to grades being due, when I was a homeschooling mom, I also organized the papers and I would make documentation and I still have those papers. I was looking at some papers uh, from my son when he was in fourth and fifth grade and I still have them all organized and filed. Have a cut off time where you got everything out of the way and you can leave it there. So all paperwork, everything need to be done. Try to get it all done by Friday at a certain time. So you have your weekends free. And when I say weekend, I mean, I count Friday too. So I'm like, okay, Friday after seven, that's it. I co-parent, I pick up my son on Fridays. So I know I don't plan to do anything on a Friday. That's my time with my son. That's my time with my girls. That's our time. So that's my cutoff. And I don't let too many things get in the way with that. Also, when it comes down to that, even though you are doing your best to be dedicated and you are dedicated, not doing your best, that you are dedicated, you're a giving, loving teacher to your students. Make sure that you know that your children come first and let them feel that and know that. That was one thing that I had to do. I think I was so busy going, going and going and going. And then as the years got, um, got down and I started to think about it, I really wanted to make sure my children came first. And that was something that escaped me. Even when I was homeschooling and running a co-op at the time, I remember just, you know, constantly doing things for the co-op and connecting with the families. It was no different than what I did when I was a teacher and when I worked at that nonprofit, but I was like, okay, let me make sure I give my kids their time. So for us, yes, they go on the school field trips, but we have our family field trips to the same aquariums. We go, we go to the, to the museums ourselves. We go on our little science trips and our hikes. And it's not for show, even though you can find a lot of stuff on our journey on Instagram and and stuff. That's really just us. That's just our way of doing it. So make sure your children know that they come first, that you love them, that they don't come second to anybody, regardless of what story, because depending on where we work, a lot of our children have a backdrop. Be honest with you. I would have been one of the students that would have had a backdrop from my family history and from growing up. And I'm so glad that the teachers that poured into me through that village, loved on me. But at the same time, I want you to also know that your family come first. And when it comes down to teaching, we all know that they can, any job, any job period, teaching, retail, whatever, they can find another you in a minute or sub. So with that being said, you make sure you take care of yourself within your mind, your body and spirit, go to your doctor's appointments, Take whatever it needs to, you know, take if you get a, if it's a little grumble when you do it, let, let it happen. But you make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you let your children know that they come first. Do not 
sit back here and make the mistake I made that one day where you gave everybody else a hug and a high five and you made sure they had a great day, but you didn't check on your children and see that they have a great day, how they're feeling. All right. Feeling your children's love tank too. And if you can do that, you can also find that balance to take care of your students as well with being a dedicated teacher that is giving and loving and caring. So I hope you enjoy today's show and I hope these tips helped. Thanks so much for joining me for the Purpose Feel Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast. On our show topic today, mommy teacher roles. I so enjoyed connecting with you all and speaking transparently on the topic as a mommy and as a teacher. So please know that we are our children's first teacher, no matter what our job title or description is. And I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope it gives a little bit more insight and grace when it comes down to mothers who are also educators and just a little bit of insight on our lives. And for those of you guys who are teachers and mothers, please give yourself grace, balance it as best as you can, speak up when need be, and make sure you operate within self-care and self-love. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you join in as a subscriber to this particular channel. And you can also follow me at the Purpose Field Mommy with Minnie Marie blog and on your social media sites of Instagram and Facebook. You know what I'm going to say? I love you, but God loves you more. Thanks so much. See you next time. Bye-bye.